Hey, Alicia. Hey, Nathan. Tell me if any of these descriptions sound familiar when describing some of the professional teams we work with. Sure. All right. Incredibly talented people. Check. Deep skill sets. Check. Professional acumen. Check. Passion and dedication. Check, check. Okay, so what is it then about teams that continues not to work? Why do we continue to hear stories about teams not being able to convert this raw power into forward momentum? Why are teams fragmented rather than cohesive? Why are so many teams stuck? Because they're made up of people. That's true. People are complex, but it's exactly right. When you're working with professional teams, these are some of the questions that we tackle over and over again. And often the issues are very difficult to identify and articulate because they're covered by layers of learned dysfunctional behavior and miscommunication. So these layers over time, they lead to blame, frustration, hurt, and a lot of unresolved tension. And so ultimately, team performance suffers, and more often than not, the issues are easier to identify than to actually confront. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg. And I'm Alicia Morris, and you are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Today on the show, Alicia and I are continuing our series on the team engagement model. And today we're talking about why knowing your people matters. Exactly. Our study and our intensive observation of teams through a strength-based lens has revealed that there's an unmistakable difference between healthy and unhealthy teams. So simply put, unhealthy teams are out of balance. These struggling teams spend a disproportionate amount of time focused on the work itself, the what, rather than the who and the how and the why. So essentially, they overlook the importance of truly understanding who it is that they are working with, how they get this important work done, and why in fact, they're together in the first place. That's right. And, and of course, all teams need outcomes and evidence of performance, right? Absolutely. This is true of any profession in any industry. Right, exactly. So there's always going to be the what to focus on. But at Leadership Vision, we know that those teams who pay attention to and invest in the relational connections between members, well, they're going to ultimately achieve a more profound level of success by really any definition. Yeah. And in the work that we do with teams, we observe that most organizations organizations, they have the general structures in place for teams to function. They do. But that's where it tends to stop. And rarely is their priority given to developing the necessary team infrastructure that'll support ongoing growth and development. So do you think that's because most leaders just don't know how to develop this team infrastructure? Mm, Partly, but most often we meet leaders who view this as non-essential or not their job or think that it's just going to happen because the results are intangible and they're difficult to gauge. But what we know to be true is that the creation of a sound relational infrastructure is critical to a team's ongoing success. It'll enable them to maneuver change, handle conflict, and adhere to mutual accountability. Right. And what we know from our first podcast on teams, the one on the team health check, is that a team's greatest potential for function or dysfunction exists in the alignment within three central areas, knowledge, purpose, and trust. So Alicia, let's start today by taking a closer look at this first leg of the stool, knowledge.
as a core concept of our professional team engagement model, knowledge is about having an awareness and familiarity of each other gained by shared experience. It's also about individuals making a commitment to continually learn about and truly value the contributions of each team member. Well, yeah, but how do you do that? Or rather, how do we begin to determine if our team even has a basic knowledge of each other? Well, okay, well, with strengths in mind. Right, with strengths, of course. Okay, think of your own team and ask yourself these questions. Do you know who you are? Do you know the people on your team? Do you understand the multiple perspectives that exist? And do you truly know how your colleagues find motivation, derive satisfaction, and get work done? Not just what they did on the weekend. Do you truly know the answers to these questions? So... I'm curious, Alicia, what are some dangers? Like what happens when teams don't know each other? Well, so what we found is that when teams experience misalignment in this area, more specifically, when they don't truly endeavor to know their team members through a lens of strength, four major issues arise. So what's the first one? Blind spots. Hmm, Blind spots? What is that? mm -hmm. Uh, When team members make assumptions and form conclusions about the motivation, thinking, or work style of others, this obstructs the view and excuses the perspective. That sounds really unhelpful. Mm. Then there's faulty interpretation. Um, So without shared language and common experience, the intensity or the timing of a strength can be repelling or misinterpreted by others. Yeah, and that's just probably something that's going to take time to learn. Absolutely, and effort. Uh, Then there's errant assumptions, I'll call them. So when individual behaviors are generalized to personality and the positive intent underlying the actions is ignored, and that's when conflict and tension thrives. Right, which is one of the reasons that we try to assume positive intent when we're working on our team. Always. And then, you know, there's something we call assimilation. It's when new members that aren't formally integrated into the team and encouraged to help shape the new culture with who they are, they'll have minimal impact despite their valuable experience, their expertise, and their strengths. Right. That process of onboarding can be Mm -hmm. so difficult for any team. That's right. That's right. And oftentimes we meet with people who don't even recognize themselves on this new team uh, because the power of assimilation. They've just been swept into the tide. Alicia, you told us a story about a team that we worked with not long ago. And this team was not so affectionately referred to as the problem child of the organization, uh, which which was unusual because these were all seemingly high performers and people who, at least on paper, Well, they should have made significant contributions to their organization. What happened? Tell us that story. Yeah, it was really interesting. When we spoke with the manager, she said that, you know, professionally speaking, there were no weak links on the team. The members came to the team with excellent qualifications, experience, talent, all that you would hope for. And in fact, she had a hand in hiring each one of these uh, new members herself. But, you know, upon reflection, she revealed to us that there had been significant turnover in recent years, and it seemed that the anchor team members, the ones who had stayed, just came to expect that anyone new wouldn't be staying long. And so as a result, they did not invest any time or energy into getting to know 
the new team member. Wow. I'm, I'm guessing that that really felt exhausting and pointless for them to invest that time into knowing each other because it, you know, if they're going to be gone soon, why bother? Yeah, it was, it just became easier to focus on the tasks at hand. And so the conventional wisdom that prevailed was that if you were good enough to get hired, you were good enough to just do your job and be part of the team. But this good enough attitude was consistently putting them behind other teams in the areas of innovation and overall performance. So spoiler alert, this story does have a happy ending. So why don't you tell us what did we do to help this team get into better alignment? Yeah, so we began working with this team to engage in a common language around strength. And by identifying their misalignment around knowledge and knowing each other, we helped them to recalibrate their relational connections existing and new. And so we created opportunities for each team member to share their own distinct narrative around both their observable and unobservable sides of strength, unique behaviors, motivation, satisfaction, thinking, and approach. Because what we know to be true about teams is that no matter how long you have worked alongside of someone, there is always more to know. Yeah, always more. Mm-hmm. It's like an unending uh, path of knowing. Absolutely. So what was their reaction? Had they done much of this type of work in the past? Uh, no. In fact, none. <laughs> and so it was very clear that the team had never engaged in conversations like these before. And the learning was intensely meaningful with direct application to their professional roles. We guided them with specific and provocative, really, strengths-based questions designed to increase their capacity for mutual knowledge and deeper understanding. What they learned about each other had a direct impact on their interactions, their decisions, their planning and collaboration, and ultimately, their team performance. So Alicia, what can we learn from this? What can we leave people with? Like, give us one step or a couple steps that someone who's listening to this today can actually do uh, to make strides towards a greater sense of knowledge when it comes to the people on their team. Well, the first question I would ask is simply, do any of these issues resonate with you? If you're honest, would you say that your team has alignment around knowledge or do you have some work to do? We believe that strengths can begin to address your specific team concerns in this area, but not without an honest assessment of where you're at today. Wise words as always, Alicia. Oh, thank you, Nathan. And on the next episode of the Leadership Vision Podcast, we'll be talking about the second team engagement concept, purpose. Ah, purpose. This is about creating a collective definition of our existence as a team. It's the next step towards working well together. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. If you'd like more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or building a strengths-based environment in your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. And I'm Alicia Morris. Thank you for listening.